why do you keep posting about this being my podcast? Well, it is your podcast. It wasn't my idea. You do all the editing. I don't really like self-promotion, so I feel weird if I'm like, go check out my podcast. Like, that's annoying if I do that. But if I can, <laughs> if I can say this is my friend Jessica's podcast, then I feel like I'm doing something good. I don't like self-promoting either. Yeah. The takeaway from all of this is that neither of us are made to be celebrities because celebrities need to self-promote themselves. Yeah, I wish uh, I wish I could self-promote myself better. That's kind of why I tricked you into hosting. But I guess I picked <laughs> the wrong person since you also won't, won't promote this. Okay. All right, so let's get into it. Do you want to do a little intro? Yep. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Jessica Carlson, and I am the host of this podcast. Yeah. If I wasn't a celebrity, would you be so nice to me? If I didn't have cheese like every day, would you still want to be with me? If I couldn't buy you diamond rings and all those other expensive things, would you be so into me? If I wasn't a celebrity. Lately. Who's our celebrity for today? Carrot Top. Carrot Top. I honestly cannot remember a single thing about him. My next guest, an event of comedian who's taken America by storm. He can be seen at the Taft Theater in Cincinnati, Ohio on June 2nd. Please give a warm welcome to Carrot Top. He's a comedian. Yeah. Oh, he's like, he does stand up in uh, Las Vegas. Yeah. Yes, I've definitely seen, seen the billboards for that. And he's famous for being a prop comic. What does that mean? Much of his comedy is based on funny props and inventions that he designs. Mm -hmm. So he brings a big trunk on stage. Interesting. And uh, he just like pulls them out and says some one-liner about, uh, about that. I come from North Carolina, though. If I was caught wearing a dress, I'd be killed. So I made this. It's an invention. You just pull these things down like that, and you have pants. See? Here's a baseball bat for replacement players, so they'll get a hit. Come on now, hit the ball. His hair, I can't get over it. Not a great, uh, not great audio material for a podcast. It's all visual jokes, basically. Yeah, exactly. So you, can't, you couldn't just listen to his comedy. So how did you end up meeting him? Give me the story. This is a real exciting one. No, it's not. This one, uh, this is not exciting <laughs> at all. Uh, Dang in, it. In 19... I was really hoping. <laughs> in 1999, myself and my friends Brian Cordes and Kevin Allen got tickets to see Carrot Top at the Mystic Lake Casino in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after the show, he said, stick around if you want me to sign an autograph. And we stuck around and we met him and he signed an autograph. Ooh. <laughs> so let's make a wow. podcast episode out of this. How long did you have to wait for that? I don't remember. This was like 20 years ago now. <laughs> but it was exciting because we, uh, we had just turned 18 recently. So we were allowed to go to the casino. Yeah. And uh, they say that you don't remember what a person says, but you'll always remember how they made you feel. Mm -hmm. And that carrot top made me feel really good. Did and he? I've always, I still, I still have the autograph, and I feel like he really took the time to connect with us. I've been in other uh, just situations where you stand in line to meet a celebrity and get their autograph, and uh, they either come off cold or they're just kind of like wanting to get through it. Vern Troyer. Uh, is one of those. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not friendly Not at all. Not friendly. Interesting. You know Vern Troyer? I am familiar. More familiar with Vern Troyer than Carrot Top. I shall call him Mini-Me. I'm Vern Troyer, and welcome to my YouTube channel. Stay tuned for fun videos of all shapes and sizes. Um, no pun intended. And I swear, if you ask me to make that E noise, 
I'm going to come out there and I'm going to kick your ass. You know who I get Carrot Top kind of mixed up with sometimes? Gallagher? No, I don't know who that is. Oh, I bet I know. I bet I know who uh, who you get him mixed up with. Sean White. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I literally almost said when you were asking me about what Carrot Top does, I was like, wasn't he like a snowboarder? <laughs> <laughs> So. They should uh, like switch roles sometime and see if anyone notices, like um, like an episode of Sister Sister. That's so funny. Okay, cool. Oh, I made a shake weight so that the thing doesn't go off in my face when I'm working out. Like, uh... <laughs> I know that that was that was risky. I didn't get that one. He didn't want the shake weight to jizz in his face, so it has plexiglass oh, in front of. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for spelling that out for me. <laughs> this is one for Asian guys. Uh... <laughs> I honestly am having a hard time remembering ever really even seeing him at all. Yeah. On TV or anywhere for that matter. Kudos to him for naming himself Carrot Top and being so flamboyant looking. Because I like how many comedians have you probably seen on TV that you don't remember at all. But Carrot Top has like you don't even remember seeing him or anything about his performance, but I have a list of celebrities and you're like, oh, Carrot Top, I know who that is. <laughs> I know exactly who that is. Yeah. No, that is, talk about doing something right. I think we, uh, when we talk to him, we address him as Mr. Top. <laughs> do you know what his real name is? Uh, that's a great question. Let me and where is he do, from? Do my I'm research so interested. Job. I want to know all about Carrot Top. <laughs> uh, Carrot Top's name yeah, very boring, Scott Thompson. And I believe there's another comedian named Scott Thompson that's in the Kids in the Hall. Huh. So uh, that would have gotten confusing. And this should not surprise anyone. He is from Florida. Wow, yeah, not surprised by that. <laughs> right. Women wear high heels and your little pinky toe always sticks out the side. So I made a high heel that has a separate high heel to hold that little toe. That way... Like, my little toe is coming out. What an interesting guy. That's so, so interesting. Very unique. Like there's, I mentioned Gallagher earlier. He's the comedian that smashes fruit and stuff. Uh-huh. Have you seen him? No. Oh, wow. Let's, let's look him up. First, you get out an ordinary apple or two. You place the apple between. Pat and pan. Then what do you do, gang? It's simple. You reach for the tool. It's not a slicer. It's not a dicer. It's not a chopper and a hopper. What in the hell could it possibly be? What would you like to be known for? Like Gallagher, you say his name and people are like, oh yeah, he smashes things with a big mallet. Do you want that cheeseburger to go? <laughs> and Carrot Top, he's a prop comic. This is great. I made chopsticks so you look cool from a distance in a restaurant. <laughs> what would you want to be known for? Mm. Besides podcast host. Yeah, besides. That's a clear, obvious answer. Top choice. This is kind of a deep question. It is. I mean, my my initial answer is kind of a cop out, but it's like pretty true. There's a lot of layers that go into it, but I just want I want to be known as like a good person that brought light and joy to the world and love into people's lives and like built people up and uh helped them become the best versions of themselves. Is that a pretty good answer? Do you feel like you're <laughs> successful so far? I mean, I, I, I would think that I, uh, 
I'm I'm trending trending fairly well. Is there anyone out there that you've like went to school with or worked with or something that you feel if somebody said, "Oh, you know Jessica Carlson, you went to high school with her," that they'd be like, "Oh, that bitch," or like, <laughs> "Oh, I I hate Jessica Carlson." Oh, I hate her. Uh, I don't think anyone would say that they hate me because I have. Uh, for better or worse, I have kind of a, a strong need f- to please people, whether or not I like them or not. So there's that. But I think there'd probably be people, sp- not in like high school or even college. I- I'm generally pretty nice to like, like my friends. But there's probably people that I've worked with in the past that would be like, yeah, she's not my favorite person. Any stories? No, it's not. It's It's more of just like, in the working world, I think I can, in especially under stressful circumstances, I can be a little bit like intense and uh, I can get more aggressive than I am normally just in like a friend's situation. I definitely have a different personality in work sometimes. So I can imagine that there's been times where I have made people feel like not the best versions of themselves at work. I've experienced one of those. <laughs> Oh my god. I think we all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> please, please no. Let's not take it there. I might go into a cold sweat. <laughs> Future episode? Yeah. We can we can have a therapy session for how how bad of a, a manager I've been, yes. <laughs> Just one time. <laughs> Just one time. Oh my god. If you're going to record this if you want to put this in the podcast, you're going to have to record it on your own cuz I can't <laughs> bear to listen to it. <laughs> All's forgiven. Well, thanks. No, but those are those are it's a great example and I tried to explain to you at that point like there's times where like the 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 work goals cloud like the personal aspect of it. Yeah, I've been there for sure. But that's a great example of me not being in control and like a centered human. Like I'm not a grounded centered human in that moment. I'm like stressed out and my mind is thinking about other things that I think in the moment are more important. So that's where I'm on a quest right now to, to gain as much control of my stress and the way that I react to things as humanly possible. And it's, it's quite a process I'm learning. So but hopefully. Yeah. I wondered if, like, would you have reacted that way to anyone on the team? Or was it, is it because we talk about everything and are so close that you, like, didn't f- hesitate to just be like, here's what I'm thinking right now? Um, I think, yeah, I think that's definitely a, a thing. You feel more comfortable in, like, letting those little things out, those little, like, frustrations out with the people that you trust the most. So in that regard, yes, I trust you a lot as a work colleague and a friend. So there's definitely a lot of people that I would not have felt comfortable. Yeah. I feel like we got to tell the story. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to tell the story or do I want to tell the story? story And this is definitely how you acted in this situation is how I will always remember you. uh, When people are like, (laughs) what do you think about Jessica Carlson? I'll be like, Oh, um, when, uh, well, when my dad yeah. was dying and I, I texted her and said, I need to fly home, uh, immediately she texted back and said, yeah, I know times are tough and, and everything, but you need to really, uh, let me know if you're not able to 
do a video or whatever dumb thing I was editing. Is that pretty accurate? You need to really let me know next time you, uh, yeah, can't get a video finished that I particularly think is important in that moment. (laughs) What was it? We still haven't even finished because it's a stupid (laughs) video. (laughs) Were you, um, uh, were you like? Well, okay. Context wise reason why I was in a bad headspace is because we had this very large event coming up that no one really was in charge of besides me. But I was also, you know, kind of overseeing a lot of other things. So it was almost like a side project, but it was taking over everything. Like all the all of my time. Right. Oh, and then our boss is particularly, uh, he has some particular ideas of what he wants to do for these kind of events. Very like flashy and Houch just happens to be our guy when it comes to the production and the media quality. And so I was relying on you for a lot of the things and that was just, it was just a bad, it was just a bad stressful moment. Yeah, I think what happened was I, you were checking in on it and then I was like, oh, I'm working on it all day today. I'll have something to you tomorrow. And then I got the word from my family that yeah. I mm-hmm. had to go home and I texted you and then you were like, I know it's tough times, but uh, in the future... <laughs> You need to let me know if you're not able to do something. And I was like, normally I would be able to do this, but I'm going to my, you know, my dad's dying or potentially like we didn't know what was happening. So I really appreciate that. You just word for word (laughs) (laughs) told me what I said two times, not once, but two times. I just love like, uh, (laughs) I love that you call it tough times. And uh, I don't even have a defense. I mean, I have a defense, but I don't at the same. No, time. I get it. And it, my my dad had been in in rough shape for a while, so maybe you, well, did, you didn't, didn't realize like the severity. Yeah, you didn't realize the severity of the situation and and all that. But, but uh, I mean, like, also for all of our listeners, um, I did like literally lose sleep <laughs> over, over that uh, for at least a couple nights. <laughs> so, so you know. It happens. Though. You've redeemed yourself. This is why I'm trying to be. I'm trying to gain control over. I I'm realizing if we want to get real deep with, oh, and this is going to be great for the next time my mom listens to this podcast. <laughs> I'm realizing that I have. I come from a lineage of uh, some fairly anxious women, and um, I see it in myself a lot, and it it comes out in those situations. And I'm we're doing a lot of self self exploration to figure out how I can fix that because that's. That's definitely not how I want to be remembered. It's not how I would actually remember you. Oh, well, that's good. I appreciate that. <laughs> Just... But yeah, it was, uh, I, I, and I thought about it a lot at the time, and I, like, it was nice to have some some other emotion to focus on other than sadness. Like, I was just so angry and confused <laughs> at my friend Jessica for reacting this way <laughs> that I was able to, like, channel some of my uh, emotional state towards that, which was helpful, I think, so... Uh, wow, I'm just really glad that I was able to do that for you, I guess. But then you made up for it, and you guys made me that nice video. Which was not my idea. But you did all the editing, and it was really thoughtful. <laughs> yes. The editing was thoughtful. So yep. for our listeners, uh, Jessica edited a video together of our coworkers wishing me well, and uh, which uh, really turned around my whole my whole mood. Good. I'm so glad. Yeah, that was great. That's the Jessica that I want to be remembered for. 
Yeah. He's doing stuff like that. In the wake of the news of your dad's passing, we wanted to send you a very, very poorly edited video, but a compilation nonetheless of all of us sending our thoughts. And we hope that this brings you some light and some love in this undoubtedly tragic time for you. So I've definitely been really sad, feeling really sad for you in all of this. And I've been recognizing how unique of a thing it is to feel such sadness for someone passing away that I didn't know. I didn't know your dad, but uh, I realized something. It's, it's because of the uniqueness that I and everyone else sees in you. I think it's, there's an incredible amount of love and goodness that you bring into the world and your contagious compassion, your incredible sense of humor and creativity, um, your, the way that you give people the attention um, that makes them feel just incredibly valued and special. And it's obvious to me that these characteristics traits were modeled for you all your life. And um, I can only imagine that your dad was one of the most influential role models for you in that. So the love that he gave you comes across in all the interactions that you have with the world. And, and I notice it. So I think that that's, uh, that's where my sadness is coming from. Sad and sorry to hear that your dad has left us um, and gone on. But... I'm also grateful that his legacy and his impact to the world lives on in you and I'm sure a lot of other people whose lives that he touched along the way. Let us know if you need anything. Love you lots. But I do, I do as the host of this podcast need you to also answer the question. What do you want to be remembered for? Uh, my abs. <laughs> being being jacked like carrot top. My washboard abs. <laughs> but I uh, I do appreciate you letting us share that story on the podcast. I mean, if if nobody listened to it and we just had only a few listeners, then it's like, yeah, no big deal. But being the number one podcast or you know one of the top podcasts, like a lot of people are going to be talking about yeah. that now. And uh, it's brave of you to expose yourself <laughs> like that and just be like, I made yeah. a mistake. I was feeling anxious. Um, I didn't know all the details of what was going on, but, uh, I know these are tough times. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I appreciate, yes, this is vulnerable. Definitely don't, not my proudest moments, but I've had plenty of them. And that's one step in the direction of becoming, you know, the type of person that I want to be, which is introspective and also just like forgiving of myself. I think a lot of people expect themselves to be perfect at all times and that expectation of ourselves almost necessitates us to put on this like facade even to ourselves. Yeah. When you can like really look at yourself and see the ugliest parts and accept yourself like that's that's huge. That's a massive thing. For sure. And I think it's I like when other people make mistakes cuz then it makes me feel more comfortable making them. Like if you see other people doing it and mm -hmm. owning up to it, then it's like, oh, we are, this is what we all do. It's not like something we should be ashamed of. Yeah. So you have, like, you can fully just be an asshole to me. <laughs> and yeah, that's the other At thing. At any that point you, in time. Yeah, it's like, uh, I now I have like a, some leverage or something. Where <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would say there's definitely some people in the world that, if my name came up, they would be like, oh, that asshole? I don't believe that at all. I was pretty obnoxious in high school. Not even. 
<laughs> oh yeah, we have talked about this. And not everybody like got my sense of humor. Uh, so. <laughs> oh no. Meaning like you were mean to people? I think there was definitely times where I uh, was unnecessarily mean to people because I I learned early on you could make people laugh by being by teasing people or being mean, d- demeaning others. And so I was always trying to make people laugh. Yeah. And uh, and it was just, just real easy comedy. This is the rake for rednecks. His teeth missing. <laughs> this is the new Kardashian game. See, look, you just take the nose and lips off and change whatever you want and put the lips on there. This is a piggy bank for gay guys. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. You did idolize Zach Morris after yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't have uh, as much empathy as I do now. So I, I can say a story that uh, makes me look really bad. <laughs> if that makes okay. to even it Please out. Please do. <laughs> um, no, this is something I think about a lot, and I was just talking about it at dinner yesterday with my girlfriend. But uh, yeah, in, in high school, there's a, a guy that I wasn't friends with, but he was in like all my classes and stuff, and we were in the computer lab, and just for no reason, I called him a word for a gay person that starts with F that I don't even say anymore and wouldn't say. Oh, no. And uh, and that person later turned out to... What is gay? I mean, he w- he was at the time, but we didn't know it because, like, nobody is actually out in uh, the 90s. Yep, right. Um, so... Yeah. I don't remember if he remembers that incident, but I've, like, thought so many times of being, like, I should write him a letter or a Facebook message or something. We're not Facebook friends, but it would just be the only way I could get in touch with him. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel really terrible about it. And like the, my friends that were sitting next to me laughed, I think, but I realized a lot of times people were just laughing cause I, it was like to diffuse the uncomfortableness of a situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it wasn't actually funny. Yeah. They were just like, didn't know how else to react to something like that. Yeah. Like this is uncomfortable. Yeah. Let's just laugh and it, hopefully it will go away. Yeah. That's intense. Very intense. If I could go back, I would definitely take back a lot of things that I said to people. It's too bad. In school. And I feel like I've tried to make up for it since then. Yeah. Um, But uh, what do you think of writing a letter or something to someone that you've wronged? Do you think that would be weird? I No, I don't think at all. I've, I've always been quick to admit when I was wrong. I mean, I, I would like to say, I don't, I don't have a problem. Like, I mean, with the situation with you, like it was, I feel like I was pretty quickly like, oh my God, like, why were you such an asshole? Well, yeah, like, you were I, like immediately. I apologized profusely. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's something that I don't have a problem with. And I've made quite a routine and practice in my life. Cause yeah, there's been plenty of times where I've hurt people without even knowing it and then I'm like oh my god I and I think about it a little bit more and then I am I'm very apologetic yeah if I was kind of like haunted for lack of a better term of something that I'd done in the past I would absolutely I think me saying I'm sorry is just as therapeutic for me as it is to the person I think that's um, that's my issue with it though because it feels like it's selfish. That could be, yeah. It's like I th- I think about this, you know, monthly or weekly even, where it's like, God, like, why did I do that? That was so crazy that I did that. And then it's like, I want to get this off my chest, so I'm gonna like bring it up to this person that may or may not remember it, something 23 years ago, and then he's like, oh yeah, now I remember when people were assholes to me or when you were an asshole to me. I'm 
now I have to think about that again and it's so I can make amends and like get it off of my conscience yeah I don't know I think I think a little differently I think one of the best ways of becoming the best version of yourself is being able to just process all the bad things that have happened to you and I think that whether this person remembers that or not this was probably one of many like hurtful things that happened to him when he was a child or an adolescent and having someone say I'm sorry for this whether or not he remembers the instance or not like my my hope would be that it would connect to all the other things and like almost bring a little bit of healing yeah I'm just a big fan of it no matter what and yes it it, in some ways it's a little bit selfish for you but at the same time like I don't know if 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 one of the people that had said something negative about me as a kid reached out to me and said, hey, I've been thinking about this and I'm really sorry, that's not cool, I would actually really appreciate it. I'd be like, yeah. I mean, like, I don't think about the things that you said to me at all anymore, but, like, this shows that you care and that you're, you know, trying to make amends. Yeah, and I, I've talked about it with my therapist and she said the same thing where it's like, how would you feel if somebody did that to you? And I'd be like, I would love it. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, I guess I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a try. I'm gonna write it. All right, good. Send it. It's uh, it's tough now because I would have to like add him as a friend on Facebook, and then he'll be like, "Why is Matt Houchin adding me as a friend on Facebook? We we weren't friends." <laughs> and then uh, and then he adds me, and That's then fine. I send a message. Because if you send a message mm-hmm. and you're not friends, it's likely will go unseen. Yes. Right. No, I love this. I think this is great. I I have there's there's one person from my past that I have thought about writing a note to. Maybe I should do the same. What was that situation? Well, that was less of like a specific instance and more of like a long drawn out Jessica's clueless friend zone situation. It was You really, strung was really... you strung a guy along? Yeah, I feel bad about it. Do you think he listens like, to the podcast? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Would he know who he is if he was listening uh, right he now? He probably would. <laughs> probably would. <laughs> probably, especially if he were to get a LinkedIn message from me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no I've, again, I feel like I, I do a pretty good job of um, trying to right, right my wrongs. Yeah. I have thought often, especially like in a work context, how often I wonder if I have upset people without even knowing it in like retrospect. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I upset that person somehow. So today in the way that I, with the way that I navigate and operate, I try really, really hard to just be like extra, extra good to people. Good. It's important to me. So, yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants to be famous. Yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to be famous. Everybody wanna make it. Everybody tryna get somewhere. Everybody wants attention. Want you to know that they're standing right there. So many stars, they just wanna be up there with them. So they can shine bright and show the world how they fit in. Yeah, yeah. Lovely character, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
So, uh, Jessica Carlson, do you think Carrot Top is on Cameo.com? Oh, 100%. Why do you think that? I, just because he is. I just know it. I would have also said that I think that he's on it, but he is not on Cameo, at least not he's at this not. time. So, yeah. Oh he seems like he'd be the perfect person to be on it. I and know. You just like sit like, around your made for condo all day, just like making videos on your cell phone, racking and it up. And he'd be so good at it, too. Yeah. That's so fascinating. Maybe he just doesn't know. He's pretty prolific on Instagram, so I feel like he's plugged in to the culture. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to follow his Instagram now. Hey, everybody. Um, first of all, thank you, everyone that's come to the show this week. Uh, it's been just awesome. I love my fans. I'm getting ready to make dinner. If anyone can guess what it's going to be, make a guess, make a guess. <gasps> Manwich. Tune in next time to my podcast. And we'll see. Uh, we'll, get, we'll have the results of my apology letter, potentially. Oh, perfect. I can't wait. So, This all is right. great. This is so great. <laughs> cool. Thanks for doing this, Jessica. That's a wrap. You're going to... So, yeah, we can stop this. If I couldn't buy no diamond rings, still want to be with me. If I wasn't a celebrity.